0: Welcome to the Pope on Film. I am Bunny Williams, and with me is...
1: I am the Pope in Question. My name is Reverend Steve. I am the founder of the Church of Ed Wood, which is an actual thing, maybe worth a Google. This is episode 258 of this podcast, which is quite impressive. Uh, good for us. Pat on the back. Yes. Pat on the back for 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 everyone involved. So today's going to be a, a a good episode of the show. I have a very short chap, but it's a powerful one, and I'm excited about that. We've got a movie to get to, and uh, and all of that. How you doing, Bunny? You doing all right? I'm
0: doing good. I'm doing pretty good.
1: Yeah. Well as as is as is slowly becoming the case especially during this uh, global pandemic I am recording this podcast on a Sunday afternoon still trying to get over a hangover because my wife my wife is a, a necessary employee or what's the word that people are using essential she essential yeah she's an essential worker and so she's still going out and braving things but when she has a day off, she likes to stay up and have a few drinks and hang out with me. And I am not the spring chicken that I used to be. Yes. I'm not drinking a lot. I'm just drinking. A, I'm, I just end up drinking once or twice a week when Natasha has off. So uh, I'm not 100% today. Maybe like, maybe like 84%. So I'm yeah. still there. I'm still there. I'm just a little bit uh spaced out. So okay. just j- uh just a, a heads up to all people involved. But anywho, let's let's get down to business. Buddy! <laughs> the entire planet is still gripping with a very deadly pandemic, and as such. Oftentimes, a number of news stories fall through the cracks of this crumbling democracy. Thankfully, the Pope on Film podcast is here to help you out with a bit that we like to call the Pope on Film News Smatterings Everything Sucks Coronavirus Edition. Yes. Hooray! Everything's horrible. So a few days ago, this actually happened. A few days ago, the Seattle Indian Health Board, which is a hospital that caters to Native Americans in the Washington state area, the Seattle Indian Health Board requested supplies from the U.S. federal government uh-huh. to help fight COVID-19. They wanted tests. They they needed PPEs. They needed masks. They needed swabs. They needed supplies. And the government sent them, and this is true. Yes. Body bags. How? Boxes upon boxes of body bags were mistakenly sent or
2: mistaken my fucking
1: ass. Yeah. It's it's either mistakenly sent or it's mistakenly sent with finger quotes. I know you can't see. The finger quotes, but I tried to say it in a way where you could sense the finger quotes. And it's such a perfect metaphor for how Donald Trump and the Republican Party is dealing with the coronavirus in America. Donald Trump is the president of the economy, and uh, he's he's treating the economy really well. I kind of wish that he was the president of the people.
0: Yes, that would be nice.
1: And... Uh, took care of the people the way he takes care of the economy and businesses but we are at a point right now where the president does not care if americans live or die
0: this is this is true it's it's beyond true it's like fucking obvious
1: Yeah. yeah i read an article recently that talked about how donald trump is angry and depressed in the white house and his mood is changing daily and he he's 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 really just angry and depressed not that people are dying Uh not that thousands of people are dying of a disease he's depressed because his poll numbers are dropping yeah Uh, how fucked up is that Yeah. You know what? You know
0: what? Tell me when he's suicidal. Okay. That's when I'll start caring and start paying attention and possibly cheering and holding up banners and throwing confetti and, and, and helpful tips. Yeah. You know, Donald rat poison is freely available. That's all I'm saying.
1: The only thing that brings me solace in these troubling times is the fact that uh, Donald Trump's personal valet got COVID-19 and Ivanka Trump's personal assistant got COVID-19. And uh, Mike Pence, a uh, Mike Pence staffer got COVID-19, who is also the wife of a uh, racist scumbag, Stephen Miller. Yeah. So so uh it, oh and also 11 secret service members yes. got the coronavirus. So many people surrounding Donald Trump has the coronavirus. But here's the best part. Here I haven't told you the best part. Donald Trump's a germaphobe. Yes. Donald Trump is a germaphobe and everyone around him has corona has is getting the coronavirus. That makes me feel good. In these difficult, troubling times. You know? Yes, it does. Meanwhile, a team of mercenaries from Texas tried to do some fun Rambo cosplay and tried to overthrow the government of Venezuela. Yes. And surprise, surprise, things didn't go well. Two Americans were captured and numerous others were killed. And the men, all white, what a surprise all worked for a Texas security firm with ties to who? President Donald Trump. Of course. This is the top story in Venezuela, but in America, it doesn't even register a single fucking blip. How crazy is that? Uh Uh-huh. That is insane. Some random-ass people tried to overthrow Venezuela. Some people from Texas traveled to Venezuela to try and overthrow the government. And yeah, nobody cares here. Just nobody cares at all. Fascinating. No, we're all too busy uh, protesting because we want to get our asshole bleached. Yes. So sick of all these people protesting that, like, oh, it, it minorities in America are used to being. Uh gunned down downtrodden. Oh, downtrodden. Okay, close.
0: I was close.
1: And put upon, put down upon. But then uh all of these uh freaking white Christian Republicans are like, you need to stay in your house. How dare you infringe on my liberties? And it's like, fuck you, that you're inconvenienced for a few weeks, you know? Yeah. The, the the same people who believe who are pro-life and believe that abortion should be illegal because all life is precious are now saying, So what if we die? I want to go sit down and eat at a restaurant. Uh-huh. It's like that's fucked up. That is so fucked up. Christians are saying this, you know?
0: Uh-huh.
1: God damn, goddamn. And the COVID 19 hypocrisy just does not end a fiercely anti-abortion pro-life republican lawmaker representative andy harris of maryland is out here trying to make the people of maryland okay with dying so that the economy can be better so so representative harris tried to convince his constituents that reopening the state was okay and this is what he said this is what he said he said "Look." The bottom line is, there's always some element of risk. Why, we're safer if we're not born. We're safer from death if we're not born, is specifically what Representative Andy Harris of Maryland said. The hypocrisy is so great there that I'm just, like, stunned. Yeah. And Donald Trump says we need to reopen the economy Because uh, the people of America are warriors. And it's like, none of us asked to be fucking warriors.
0: No. No, we're we're not going to be warriors for your fucking failed economy.
1: Yeah. He wants us to risk our lives and be warriors. Meanwhile, he's getting a COVID-19 test an hour. Uh Uh-huh. This week, he literally said, yeah, Katie... uh uh, miller got COVID 19 and and she was healthy for so long and then suddenly she had it and that right there people is why testing is worthless because you can not have it and not have it and not have it and then suddenly you do and it's like (laughs) yeah that's how fucking testing works you fucking dumbass (laughs) like Uh like what the fuck That's called basic health. Yeah. And finally, uh, uh, the worst bit of news. Despite the budget shortfalls, despite the coronavirus, despite the state doing horrible, even before the coronavirus, Oklahoma lawmakers in the state legislature of Oklahoma just passed a 35% pay increase for themselves.
0: Oh, isn't that special?
1: Hooray. I'm I'm so glad that they're doing good. Oh, and also, uh, there's a budget. uh, They're having horrible budget problems, so they had to cut from almost every state agency. But at least they got that 35% raise in for themselves. Yes. Hooray legislate legislators also made it illegal to vote by mail in Oklahoma without having it notarized because we are at the point right now in America where republicans know that this will probably be one of their last shots to have power and they will do anything to stay in power yes so to sum up the nation Right now, Uh, America is hell on earth. Existence is hell in America right now. And the closer that we're getting to this upcoming election, the dirtier things will get here with Dictator Trump and his goddamn cabinet of corruption. So to anyone that's listening out there, stay on your toes. Stay, stay. Because the closer we get to November, the more shady shit's going
0: Yes, it will. So we,
1: so we all gotta we all gotta <sighs> be on our toes. And 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 that's it for the Pope on film news smatterings. Everything sucks. Coronavirus edition. Uh America, America is a shithole. Way in America right now. What what all of America has learned over the past week is that a white man. Can shoot a an innocent, unarmed black person in the middle of the street, and maybe you'll get arrested in a few months. Yes,
0: maybe. Yeah. maybe. If if other people maybe. find out about it, you know. Yeah. Then you kind of have to sort of do something about it.
1: Meanwhile, I saw uh, pictures. Of a of an open carry protest in America, I'm not sure where it was, but I'm I know where it was in. A man brought a rocket launcher into a subway. Yes, I
0: saw a picture of that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So 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 white males can freely walk the streets yelling at police officers while holding dangerous, deadly weapons. But a but a minority jogging you know is a reason for murder yes maybe so and and what's the
0: point in a subway in case the pickles get uppity
1: i don't know what the fuck i don't know i don't know i guess maybe he just doesn't like maybe he just really doesn't like horseradish
0: yeah that's a possibility
1: or as they call it in Arby's, at Arby's, horsey sauce. Yeah, I always thought that was funny. They don't want to. They don't want to drop the R word, so <laughs> they go horsey sauce. So that's freaking hilarious. So, so that's that's all I've got for Act One. I'm really excited to get to Steve's historic approximations this week because it, it's a small little story. But it's powerful. It's really powerful.
0: Okay, good.
1: And I'm and I'm super excited, super <clears throat> duper excited. So, so we still have a, a a show to get to here. We still have a show to get to. We we've got to discuss a movie. We've got to discuss this week's movie and its direct ties to. Uh, the the new Godzilla movies that are coming out from Legendary Pictures, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and the upcoming uh, Kong versus Godzilla, there is a direct connection between those movies being made in America right now and the creation of Hedora. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's quite an interesting story, and I can't wait to get to that. But before we get to any of that, maybe we should take a break. Should we take a break?
0: We should take a break.
1: Good. We will be right back with more of the pop film after these commercial messages. do 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 Do-do-do-do-do-do. do 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 And break.
2: Bob doesn't like to commit himself help help help, help.
0: help. 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 <laughs>
1: Oklahoma is not a national embarrassment.
3: Hurricane David is poised to be the first hurricane. It's a storm. To- it's what's driven them all up north. I've never seen so many of them so bold. It's barely even raining. It's flooding here. And not the plumbing, the ocean. You need to go home. I'm not going anywhere. Storm's coming and it's coming fast. Just can't sit back and watch this. Tornado heading towards the airport. We need to destroy it before it gets to them. Watch out!
1: You can't just wait here and wait. Sharks throwing down on
3: us.
1: bombs into the
3: tornadoes too dangerous too many of them we're gonna need a bigger chopper it's time to leave kansas mate
1: Ah! and we're back with more of the popon film Him,
2: Bunny. Yes.
1: Are you ready for another exciting installment of Bunny versus Are you ready? Are you pumped? Are you amped? Are you jazzed? Are you primed? Are you set? Are you ready and raring to go? Yeah. All right. Well then, without (laughs) any further ado, it's time once again for another exciting installment of Bunny Versus. and here is your host. Honey
0: Williams, take it away, Bunny. I'm really rooting for the raccoons to be the next ones to take over the planet. Yeah, I I think they've been more than patient. You know, they they've got the opposable thumbs. You know, there's really not much stopping them. They can walk bipedally for for short, short distances. And seriously, they could spring a fucking combination lock. That's a raccoon. Okay.
1: And also, you know, uh, the planet is becoming full of trash anyway. Yeah. So really, I think probably raccoons are just waiting as humans terraform the planet for them yes it's like are we destroying the planet or are we just you know feeding into the to the raccoons agenda yes Uh,
0: I think we are we are definitely playing into the raccoons agenda
1: yeah I'm a raccoon truther now that's who I am
0: they have they have managed to outsmart us which, frankly, was not nearly as hard as we thought it should have been, you know? Yeah. But, yes, yeah. they have outsmarted us, and this will... The, the Rocket Raccoon will be king.
1: Yes, very much so. Or maybe Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, how have you been?
1: I've been doing good. Um, Technically, in Oklahoma, technically the stay-in-place order has expired. So technically, my two 18-year-olds could come back home if they wanted to. But they are still uh, living with their auntie and uncle So that they're not guilted by Natasha and I for because uh, Emerald and Amber both still want to go as go out as they please. Yes. So so they're still staying at uh, auntie and uncle's but uh, a few days ago they came over and spent the afternoon with us. And they just they came over and 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 uh, for a while, you know, we were still like maintaining social distancing and not getting too close to them. And and we were just by the, you know, on the front porch talking for a little bit. And then eventually both of the girls just went, oh, my God, you guys have a tra- we, we have a trampoline now. We haven't been on the trampoline. So they went to the backyard and played on the trampoline and we were all hanging out. And it was really nice, you yeah. know. And then uh, last night, Emerald and Amber came over, and Amber ended up spending the night here at home, like uh, good old times. So that's good, and I'm happy about that. So uh, I don't think Emerald will be coming back home anytime soon, but I don't know. I think Amber might.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: And so and so good. that's been good. We've been spending we've been spending time together. Uh I I got a birthday present. You did? Yeah, apparently Natasha ordered me a few things for my birthday, but she ordered them a couple of days before my birthday, which was right around the time when Amazon said only essential items from here on out. So it said that it wouldn't arrive for a very long time. And then apparently she wasn't getting them from Amazon. She was getting them from an independent seller on Amazon. And that person was in Great Britain. And so it took forever to get here. And it was like lost in customs. And and so my birthday was in March. And I finally got a birthday present in the beginning of May. But it's really amazing. I did a video about it on my uh, kid's. YouTube channel on my kitty my kid friendly YouTube channel it's the drop mix music system okay. and it's basically it's basically a mashup creating machine there are these cards like pokemon cards but each one is a different part of a song and you put them on the machine and it will effortless, effortlessly mix the music together and so it's really interesting. You can have the lyrics to Super Freak and the beat can be Beethoven's Fifth Symphony and the horns from the cake song, Short Skirt, Long Jacket. And then maybe you can replace that lyrics, those lyrics with another, some other lyrics. And it's it's really fun to play with.
0: Have Have you, what is your favorite creation so
1: far? Uh, Beethoven's Fifth Symphony with the beat from a tribe called Quest's Scenario. Okay. It works really well and it's surprising. But whenever I start playing with it, suddenly the kids show up and they're like, put this on, put this on. I'm going to put this one on and, and we create these just freaking monstrosities. But it's fun. It's really, really fun. I've been having a lot of fun with that, and cool. uh, and so uh, a friend of the family. Not really a friend. I wouldn't call her an auntie because she's technically, well, maybe she is. I don't know. Uh, my niece Diana's mother. Okay. Biological mother. Her name is Lisa. And uh she she's on our Facebook and we talk. We we, you know, we we see pictures of each other and maybe give a like here or there, but we're we're pretty distant from her. When I lived in California, her family lived with us for a while, and it was crazy because she has like three kids. And then I had my two kids, and then Natasha got pregnant with our third child, and, and so we had to kick her out. So she was really pissed off at us for a while. Yeah. So 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 cut to. I'm I'm checking out news. I'm trying to write the pop on film news smatterings from the first act of the podcast. And all of a sudden I, I, I see this article about pandemic. Oh yes. The new conspiracy video that that will have you believe that COVID-19 was man-made and that wearing masks actually makes you susceptible to the virus.
2: Yeah. If
1: you wear the mask, the mask is a trick by the government and when you wear the mask That's when you get COVID-19. So it's better for your health to not wear a mask. And and, and it's all, like, ridiculous and stupid
0: right-wing. Yeah, you know, if, if, if masks help you to get the disease and the government wants to spread the disease, then why aren't they supplying masks?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it, it it's all a bunch of conspiracy theory bullshit. And I read the article, and I'm like, well, that's stupid. I, I, I am immediately going to forget this article because no one I know would be freaking stupid enough to believe in this nonsense. And then literally the next day, Lisa shares it on Facebook. <laughs> and she's like uh you know the, the thing that people do when they see a conspiracy theory and they they believe in the conspiracy theory and they want to share the conspiracy theory but they also don't want to seem as if they are conspiracy theorists so they always do this uh it's a, just thought i'd share this uh, i don't i don't believe it but it, it It asks some interesting questions, you know, that sort of shit. Yeah. So I posted the article and I was like, unfortunately, some of y'all need to read this article. And it's an article that breaks down all of the points that. All of the points that the documentary makes and why they're all bullshit. But I forgot about someone else that's on my Facebook page.
0: Okay. This
1: guy, this guy, Adam. He's a longtime friend of Natasha's family, and he he just got out of the Navy. And he wrote, sure, your article does a good job of pointing out how the documentary Plandemic is hearsay and speculation, but it seems that a lot of the things in the article that you posted are also hearsay and speculation. So I think... The general consensus is we don't know who to believe about COVID-19. And I'm like, fuck you, Adam. (laughs) Fuck you. I'm going to delete your comment. No, I'm going to hide it so that everyone said I'm not going to delete it so that no one can see your stupid comment. I'm going to hide it so people can see you left a stupid comment, but can't read your stupid comment. Fuck you. Fuck, Fuck the both of you. So pissed off. Plandemic fucking nonsense. Goddamn bullshit. I
0: I had no idea that people were this level stupid. I mean, we're getting into a whole new place of stupid. Yeah. You know? And I am really surprised and, and annoyed. You know? Yeah. At all the stupidity I see and uh, You know, fucking people still think this is this election is about something. You know?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, this is a dog and pony show.
1: Yeah, <sighs> Joe Biden is doing Joe Biden is being handed the White House because he's the only democratic presidential candidate that won't fundamentally change things for banks and businesses. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's 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 the best we could do. That's the, yeah. that's the top best that we can do. And uh, I, I don't see how how we just allow that, and why everybody's not screaming. Yeah, you know. So
1: that's so that's so that's me this week. I'm doing all right. How are you doing, Bunny? Um.
0: Well, there's that, and oh, there is there's also the the one native tribe that the state is trying to make them close their COVID nineteen checkpoints have you heard that one
1: no i haven't
0: yeah um yeah really not getting that whole sovereign land idea down you know not really uh fully quite understanding that um but body bags bags. we covered the body bags earlier yeah body bags like what a fucking insult like You you can't, you you can't expect me to believe that that was just a simple accident. Yeah. You gave them fucking body bags for Christ's sakes. What, what the fuck is wrong with you? Do you not know you're shipping body bags? No. I, I, I really don't believe that that's true.
1: Yeah,
0: no, it's total bullshit. <sighs> but what I really wanted to talk about this week. We saw Wonder Woman this week.
1: Oh, you saw Wonder Woman? What a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that... That is exactly what I said when I reviewed it on the podcast that like I said one, I said one day we're going to have to cover Wonder Woman because it's, it's surprisingly not good.
0: And it's surprisingly not what everybody says it is.
1: And it's way too long. So fucking like this movie does not need to be this long.
0: I was expecting to see and wanting to see a real feminist hero. Yeah. And on so many levels, this movie fucking fails. Yeah. Yeah. She is completely really subservient to Steve. Watts's name? Yeah. She does what he tells her to do. You know? And
2: he keeps telling her she's doing
0: it wrong. And she's doing it wrong. Sure yeah. She does <laughs> Yeah, she, she was a very weak, simpering woman. Okay. Yep. And uh, so I don't get what all the screaming was about it. I would really think there should have been more outrage, outrage. again. Yep. You know? I mean, the best I could say is it's good for a DC movie. Yeah. You know, I mean, compared to the rest of the shit that they've put out. Yeah. Okay. This is better than that. You know, this is better than Man of Steel. This is better. This way better than Justice League. You know, but. You're the Amazon race created by Zeus to fight Ares. Yeah. You don't know there's a world war going on? Yeah, yeah. Not a. You kind of suck at this, don't you?
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's not that great, is it? It's not that good of a movie.
0: No. The. the The whole fish out of water thing just wasn't, wasn't, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense because these should be much more advanced, much more intelligent people, these Amazons. Yeah. And they're not.
1: Yeah, no, they're just kind of dumb.
0: And, and. I wanna know what's going on in, in Robin Like Robin Wright's life. How has she become so fucking hard? I don't know. You know? She looks downright yeah. mean. Buttercup.
1: Yeah, no, she looks pretty she looks pretty hardcore.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Jeannie's saying just she, she's an actress, but like She's barely been an actress. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> but I think she's got some stories to tell. Was she married to Sean Penn? That'll fucking do it.
1: So... Oh so these stri- okay
3: yeah but
1: this so so these are the masks that you have to wear at Kohl's?
3: You can wear you can bring your own, but these are the ones they give you.
1: Okay, that's a shitty ass mask. And that's why I
3: was like, I said hey mom, give me mask. I went to work and I looked at it. Yeah. I wore it like because I didn't have yeah. as soon as I
1: got here the- Yeah, no, that mask is shit. That mask is absolute shit, Amber. <sighs> Amber's going back to work. Uh huh. Yeah, because it's business as usual for the good people at Coles. I don't know. I don't know.
3: And they
0: they gave her shitty masks?
3: Yeah. But you have to wear gloves, and between customers, you have to hand sanitize the gloves, not like put a new pair on. You
1: have to sanitize the gloves and keep using it?
3: Put hand
1: sanitizer on.
3: on I mean, gloves.
1: And then just keep using that one pair of gloves. And, Ugh.
3: and so when I when I was watching that video, I was like, is it worth it? <laughs> it?
1: it's not it's not worth it for Kohl's. I mean it's not worth it for like
3: I'm gonna try, but if I start seeing people come, I'm done.
1: Yeah, it's not worth it for upper class and upper middle class white women that want to croft and barrow.
3: Have nothing missing.
1: sleeveless yeah
3: but i grabbed a lot of fabric not all not...
1: that's a lot of good
3: huh i just i was like here i'm gonna go grab i had to go in there and tell my but I was yeah like, i'm gonna grab that mask so i can show mom get...
1: yeah no that is a dangerous ass mask for them to make you wear it's ridiculous Hi honey. Happy Mother's Day. Bunny. Yes. Hi.
0: So, so Wonder Woman uh yeah. Was there anything else this week though? I don't think so. I think it was mostly Wonder Woman I really wanted to bitch about because it fucking deserves it.
3: Been
0: bitched about. and everything else has been bitched about yeah we've we've kind of we've kind of covered the rest of it
2: about the
1: same wonder woman is just ridiculously long like this does not need to be the length of freaking uh Quentin tarantino movie no no wonder doesn't. woman It's like when they made the movie, they were already, we're making Wonder Woman the most important female superhero of all time. And so like they went into the movie thinking that everything they did was super important. Yeah. You know, when it's, you know, when it's not that important.
0: I mean, they could have made it that important if they didn't make her just a simpering kind of me, you know, yeah. let, let me find yes. the man and do what the man tells me to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, it, it. I Captain Marvel was a more important female superhero movie than Wonder Woman. But the fact that it was a Wonder Woman movie is, is what is, is why Wonder Woman was considered to be a good movie because, Oh, well, this is a Wonder Woman movie.
0: Yeah. Captain, Captain Marvel is more sure of herself. And she does not need anybody.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, which is why she continually makes fun of Nick Fury. She doesn't yeah. need him.
1: Absolutely not.
0: He is clearly like, the second banana.
1: Yeah, he's like a sidekick in that movie.
0: Yeah. As it should be if you're if you're going for a feminist hero. Yeah. And I don't know if that's the best Stan Lee cameo or if it was it was the best one for that specific time. Yeah. You know?
1: I still I still say that the absolute best Stan Lee cameo ever is without a doubt Teen Titans go to the movies yes that was a good cameo marvel movies dc has the best stanley care cameo
0: (laughs) i i would tend to agree but in captain marvel that's when he he pretty much had just died and she just looked at him so sweetly you know yeah yeah that I found that one very touching.
1: Yeah, I recently saw Mallrats and Stan Lee looks like just a completely different person. Yeah. Than the Stan Lee that's in my head. Because he's younger, he still has some black in his hair. I mean, he he just looks completely different. Facial hair and shit.
0: hmm
1: Yeah, completely different person.
0: Well, when was it? That was the 90s somewhere, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was like 95, 96.
0: Yeah, that was a long ass time ago. Yeah. Uh I think that's just about it for this week. All nothing right. nothing else spectac- spectacular to add
1: yeah well, this is a shorter episode this week. Yes and it there's is. nothing wrong with that. Oh, Maxwell, remind me I need to record a story time after this
0: it's It's not the size of the podcast.
1: yeah, it's what you do with it
0: so until next week. Bunny versus Signing Out.
1: And cut on that.
0: Cut on that. Bunny!
1: If you're like me, then you're no doubt a big fan of this podcast, The Pope on Film. Uh, I mean, who is it? But only real fans, true hardcore fans of this podcast, would know two basic facts about us, the show's hosts, America's Hottest Couple, Bunny and Steve. First fact, first and foremost, the one big undisputable and totally real fact about you, Bunny, is that in your spare time, you're a bullfighter, but you do bullfighting a little bit differently, a little bit outside of the norm. Yes. You, you practice an un, uh, uncommon method of bullfighting. So please, please, Tell the audience, Bunny, how you practice a different sort of bullfighting.
0: Well, my basic style of bullfighting is getting right up there in front of the bull, and then we do rock, paper, scissors.
1: Nice.
0: Which is more humane than traditional bullfighting. But yeah. it's not as humane as it sounds because with those hooves, it's pretty much just rock every time for the bull. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. so the bull really still does not have a chance. It's just that the it, bull lives afterwards. That's like the only big difference. difference.
1: It's a different sort of bullfighting cuz I feel that what you're doing is you're not physically fighting the bull, you're psychologically fighting the bull.
0: We still put the electric rod up the up the up the bull's ass cuz you know, that's if you have the opportunity, you know, you just got to yeah. take that one. You know, I I would prefer it being Mitch McConnell, but it's not. It's a bull. So You know, we sometimes we have to settle, you know?
1: Yeah. Understandable. Understandable. Yes. And the second thing that you would know about me is that I'm a lover of history. I love it. But I'm also a storyteller. So what I like to do at this point of the podcast is get a story from the history books, perhaps one that isn't too well known and reworded via my own unique storytelling sort of style. So that's what this is. Another educationally uneducational installment of... Steve's Historic Approximations! Or Shap, as I like to call it. Repeatedly, annoyingly, whether anyone wants me to or not. Personally, I like the name Shap. It's short and to the point, like Dumbo. That is a short-ass movie. There were episodes of The Office and Parks and Recreation that were longer than the movie Dumbo. I'm pretty sure the Pawnee Harvest Festival was longer than the movie Dumbo. (laughs) Anywho, today on the old shabbity shab-shab, I'm so excited. I have a a story. I have a, a short story. I have a very short story. I have an extremely short story. Because it's it's almost not a story. It's, it's just a small news article that I have recently found okay. from a very long time ago. And there's nothing else to go with it. This is something that has upset me all this week. It's a small news blurb from a newspaper a long time ago. No background, no verification. To prove that it happened, no accompanying old-timey photograph to verify that this actually occurred. I did Google searches, Bing searches, duck duck go searches. I asked Jeeves it. Yeah. I, wick- I it and I could not find anything that 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 backed up this article. There's no there's no look back at its history. This is just a small blurb in a newspaper, and we're supposed to assume that it happened. Uh, I mean, and it's not even a long, lengthy article. It's a tiny blurb from a newspaper from over a hundred years ago.
0: Uh Uh-huh, okay.
1: But I want to stress the importance of this. As, As far as I'm concerned. This is one of the most important pieces of news that has ever been written. Okay. And it deserves a nice long and serious dive into this amazing and dare I say important piece of American history. This dare, is dare. history that we this is history that we are talking about here and it is very important. Now Let's get down to the facts of the story here. This article was published over uh, 110 years ago. So this article was written quite a long time ago. It was specifically published in the Los Angeles Herald newspaper on February 1st, 1910. Is when this article was written. And... Uh... As far as I can tell, this was a small blurb in a much longer article that was meant to be sort of a a, a look at small town news, but nationwide ok. I, I i I think the New York Times used to do the same thing where like, like, here's the local news and here's the national news. And then there's like a tiny little little uh, article on the side that's like, here's news from Arizona. Here's a story from des moines here's a story from uh tupelo mississippi and and so that's what this article was it was a look at small town nationwide news and again i i really want to reiterate here words cannot express how great this article is and how important this story is to the history and the very fabric of these united states okay 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 The headline, the honest to wood headline, reads as follows. I have the article right here in front of me. The headline is, duck eats yeast, quacks, explodes, man loses eye. Okay. Already you can see the gravity of this monumentous piece of American history.
0: Yes, you can. I, yeah. I I immediately find myself wanting to know more. Yeah. I will go ahead that, and what, read. what is that headline again?
1: Duck eats yeast. Duck eats quack, yeast. Duck eats yeast, and then comma, quacks, comma, explodes, man loses eye. Quacks,
0: explodes. Man Loses
1: Eye. Yes. Yes. Okay. I will go ahead and read the entire article because it's a small article. But uh, before I do, let me mention the duck in question was an award-winning show duck named Radamanthus. Okay. Okay. Uh, R-H-A-D-A-M-A-N-T-H-U-S. So, Radamanthus, the show duck. So, R-I-P, Radamanthus. So, let me read to you now the story of the tragic death of Radamanthus, the show duck. Are you ready, Bunny?
0: I, I am about as ready as I think I could possibly be.
1: Okay. This this is from Des Moines, Iowa. The strangest accident recorded in local history occurred this morning when Rodamanthus, a duck which took a prize at the recent Iowa poultry show, exploded into several hundred pieces, one of which struck Silas Perkins in the eye, destroying the site. Okay. That is the first paragraph, and already is a pretty wonderful article.
0: How much yeast did they feed this
1: duck? Okay, we're getting there. We're getting there. Let me continue. The cause of the explosion was the eating of yeast, which was placed in a pan upon the back porch and tempted, here's the best part, and tempted his duck ship, Which was taking a Sunday morning stroll. I, I think that we should all use the phrase "his duckship" more often.
2: Oh yes, yes. Whenever,
1: whenever you see a duck, let's just let's you know, let's not be rude to the ducks.
0: Especially since now we don't have Prince anymore.
1: Upon returning from church, Mr. Perkins discovered his prize duck in a somewhat logy condition. Telltale marks around the pan of yeast gave him his clue. Spelled, spelled, and I want to point this out. The word clue is spelled C-L-E-W. Did we used to spell clue different? No. So why does the sentence end with telltale marks around the pan of yeast gave him his C-L-E-W? Is that just a mistake? Or, I mean, I don't know. Let me ask the author. Oh, wait, this was written 110 years ago.
0: I. I so let me... I mean, I guess it's possible, but I don't see how we ever would have spelled clue like that
1: yeah so freaking ridiculous okay C L E W. he was about to. yeah so let me finish it off here we're we have we are already almost at the end
0: C-L-E-W. that's huh? why we're having a conversation i i uh, spelled it to genie so she corrected me no, no, no.
1: <laughs> yeah nice nice okay so we're almost at the end of the article let me finish it off here okay okay he was about to pick up the bird when the ladder quacked and exploded with a loud report and Mr. Perkins ran to the house holding both hands over one eye a surgeon was called Who found that the eyeball had been penetrated by a fragment of flying duck and gave no hope of saving the optic. And that is the end of the article.
0: My God, just, 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 just.
1: (laughs) I am working on a 1980s sketch comedy show for children. And it's going to be kids getting in wacky situations, kind of like a Monty Python for children. I'm going to go back in time and film it in the 80s. And you know what the title of my show is going to be? What? Quacked and Exploded.
0: Quacked and Exploded.
1: That's the name right there. Now, this is an important article. Thank you. This is an important article. Duck eats yeast, quacks, explodes, man loses eye. This is an important article, and let me tell you why. Because this is the first instance in reported history of man being exploded, being injured by an exploding duck, which, of course, is what the Allies used as weapons in World War II? Yes. But then but then, well, as but that we was very know,
0: secretive, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, the secret duck experiments at Alamogordo. But of course, we all know Geneva the Geneva Convention banned ducks as weapons. And so I think the last time in a war that we used ducks was Vietnam. And yet, of course, uh, ducks, of course, are still prevalent in American society thanks to the NDA, uh, the National Duck Association, who's still out there trying to get all red-blooded Americans to have a duck in their homes. Who could forget Charlton Heston's memorable line in American history? You will pry this duck from my cold, wet hands, Uh huh. That wet. was
0: that was quite moving.
1: Yeah, but to be fair, Die Hard was great with all of the duck play. Um, yes. Yippee ki yay, motherfucker! Quack! Explode! <laughs> wonderful movie. Wonderful, wonderful movie. So that's all I've got for this week's Steve, his, Steve's historic approximation. Watch out for ducks. Watch out for ducks, I yes. I, 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 think for duck. I, I think that's
0: I think that's some very, very wise advice, actually.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just watch out for ducks.
0: Because apparently they're be getting sure out of win. fucking hand.
1: Yeah. So be sure and join us next week for some more educationally uneducational fun with Steve's Historic Approximation! And cut on that. Bunny! Yes? We still have a movie to get to and we will be talking about how it ties directly to the brand new Godzilla movies that are being made to this day. I'm really proud with how uh, I'm going to Start discussing the film. I'm really proud of it. Came up with it last night. Excited. But before we get to any of that, maybe we should take a break. Should we take a break?
0: We should Are take you? a break.
1: Uh, I concur. We will be right back with more of the Popon film after this. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: I just slapped my face.
1: Thank you, Maxwell. And break. Break. All right.
2: See how she leads a cheek upon her head. Oh, that bomb or glove upon that head. That he might touch that Shh.
0: Are uh, here,
3: boops, cats. In one brief moment, within the span of a heartbeat, your world could stop. There is no way to predict when you will become one of them. For the first time in cinema history, the greatest fear of all mankind will be graphically exposed. Now, a motion picture dares to take you beyond the threshold of the living, where you may discover your own face of death. This film will introduce you to a world where the bizarre is not uncommon and the normal seems out of place. into a bloody world where violence creates an image not soon to be forgotten. If you have never thought about death, time you started thinking. Bases of Death. Now a major motion picture.
1: And we're back with more of the Pope on Film. Act 3, Bunny! Act 3! Act 3! Yes, Bunny, my quarantined brother. It is time once again for all of us here at the Pope on Film Podcast, America's 9,834th most popular film podcast. That number has gone up considerably, a lot more podcasts out there right now ever since the quarantine started. It's time for this podcast to mosey on into our third and final act. And it is said third act, wherein we finally and eventually get around to discussing our low, low costs. So sign up now. Movie of the week! And so this week, we're drinking so much sake that we will be surrounded by Japanese fish people with a look at the 1971 Toho mindfuck known as Godzilla versus the Smog Monster! Yay! And let's just start off by talking about the, the amazing performances. Dustin Hoffman is amazing in this, Bunny.
0: I, I felt he, kind of, he was kind of phoning in, actually.
1: Really? Yeah. I, I think this is one of his best performances. I mean, there's a reason this won best picture. And it comes right down to the two leads. Dustin Hoffman's Godzilla and Meryl Streep. As Hidora, Godzilla's wife, who leaves him and engages in a lengthy custody battle for their son, Godzuki. Yes. I'm so proud of that opening right there. I'm so <laughs> proud of that. That's a solid, solid opening. Okay, Bunny. Yes. Real, real simple, real simple task for you. It's such an easy task. Don't even. This should be easy What is the plot of Godzilla versus the Smog Monster?
0: Well, there's a Smog Monster And Godzilla beats it up It's not much different than The plot of any other Godzilla movie
1: Yeah, but this one This one is a, a Bit different I mean, it's got a Environmental theme,
0: yes, it does,
1: which is, which is really weird. This monster comes from like but that a,
0: environmental theme is separate from Godzilla himself,
1: yeah, yeah. What do you think the balls are that Godzilla pulls out of Hedora? Do you think that perhaps they are breath mints? Do you think that they are Hedora's testicles?
0: I'm going testicles for that
1: one. Testicles, okay. Going testicles for that one. Yeah. Uh, so, Bunny, the Godzilla franchise features a number of different films, 32 of which came from Toho Studios, the studio that Godzilla made. And these 32 movies are usually categorized uh by the Godzilla fan base uh into a number of distinct series now let me walk y- everyone through this there's the showa era the heisei era the millennium series and what they did for a time call the reiwa era but will probably now just be called the shin era okay and uh So the Showa era is the first big, long, and at times difficult first era of Godzilla films. That stretches from the first Godzilla movie in 1954 to the last film, Terror, of Mechagodzilla in 1975. The quality varies, as does the budgets. That's always the weird part about watching the Showa era of Godzilla films, is that each one will be different. You'll be watching this big-budget, well-done Godzilla movie, and then the next one is a mystery science theater. Yes. So so that happens a lot. But they're mostly silly, cheesy, dumb fun. But uh, the 15th film, 1975's Terror of Mechagodzilla, bombed so badly that they pumped the brakes on Godzilla for a while, ending the Showa series. So next after that is the Hi-Sai series, and that lasted from 1984 to 1995, and these films were more of a cinematic universe. There are reoccurring characters, and there are plots that continue from one movie to another, and all of the movies ignored almost all of the Showa series and were direct sequels to the first 1954 Godzilla movie. It's odd to see reoccurring characters and plots in Godzilla movies, you know? Uh Uh-huh. That's a weird one, and it's like, oh, there's that psychic woman again. That, oh, so these movies are actually paying attention to each other, and you don't expect that in a in the Godzilla series. Then there's the Millennium series, which was between 1999 and 2004. Each one of those was an individual sequel to the original 1994 Godzilla movie, and erased both the most of the Showa and the entire High size series. I like this. I like Godzilla Final Wars big time. Uh-huh. King Caesar is is my hero. <laughs> so each each series, the the Showa series and the Hi-Sai series, the Millennium series, the the Shin Godzilla series, they all have their own pros and cons and stuff, but in my mind, in my heart, nothing, not even the intense Jay and Silent Bob fan service that is Godzilla Final Wars can beat the wild gambling like crapshoot of the original showa series. I love it very much. And it's crazy. Uh you'll be watching a good, decent Godzilla film and next, oh shit, it's a clip episode. (laughs) Yeah. The one that I hate the most, the one where it's just this little kid dealing with bullies. And then here are scenes from other Godzilla films and, and and uh Godzilla's child minya talks, and it's so bad. Yes. It is so bad. Absolute worst. And then and then you'll 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 be watching a shitty ass Godzilla film like Godzilla versus Megalon with Jet Jaguar and Rex Dart Eskimo Spy. <laughs> and then and then suddenly like you blink and suddenly you're watching the next film Godzilla against Mechagodzilla with a huge ass budget and it's like oh wow this looks really pretty and really beautiful and they did a really good job with this wow I guess all of the other Godzilla films are going to be great and then the next one shit like what (laughs) and so in between 1969's clip show movie Godzilla's Revenge and the fairly high-budget Godzilla versus Gygan. That's the one with the theme park. Yes. Uh, there's this week's movie. The odd 70s hippie movie with animated sequences.
0: With animated sequences, yes. Very strange seeing that
1: pop up. That flies!
0: A Godzilla that flies, uh-huh.
1: This is is the only Godzilla movie where he uses the power of flight. It was going to appear in another Godzilla film, but we'll get to that in a bit. I love this goddamn movie. So much. It's got, it it hits all the right beats. There's the the scientist that's been wounded. And, And of course, the precocious young boy. Yes. A staple of all of these movies, you got to have your precocious boy in short shorts, and uh, the music is different. You ex- you expect to hear like the same Godzilla music in every Godzilla film, but this one really takes a a, a weird left turn you know it's just so different from every other godzilla movie no other godzilla movie looks
0: no and and godzilla himself looked like they were starting to attempt to try to make godzilla look good yeah he still looked on the goofy side but he looked better than some of the previous Godzillas right around the same area.
2: Yeah.
1: So. um, Fun fact, fun fact about this movie here. Uh, So the, the Godzilla series producer was hospitalized early into the production of this film. So the the producer who owned the rights to the Godzilla franchise and who steered the Godzilla franchise into the directions that it went to, he's like, okay, this is gonna be an environmental movie. It's gonna be a, a bit different. We've hired this young new director named Yoshi Bano, and he's gonna do a great job. And okay, so let's all of us work together to make this film, oh, I am super sick and need to be in the hospital for a few months. Okay, so I'll go to the hospital, but I trust this guy, Yoshi, Yoshi Bano. He's going to do a good job with this Godzilla movie. I'll just be in the hospital. So he goes to the hospital, and while he's in the hospital, the director just goes wild, and it's like, we're going to have an animated sequence here, and then we're going to have a musical number, and then everyone's going to turn into fish, and then Godzilla's going to fly, and there are these magic balls. And and they they really go they they really go for he goes wild, you know, with the psychedelic imagery and all of that. So then the producer, he gets out of the hospital and he's like, OK. I'm back. I'm out of the hospital. And this is the first thing we're going to do. Let's start working now on Godzilla versus Hedora 2.
0: OK, really?
1: Yes, because I have such faith in Yoshibano and and this is a completely different Godzilla movie that's gonna go in a completely different direction. And people are gonna love it so much, and the imagery is amazing that we need to immediately start working on the sequel. And the sequel was going to be set in Africa.
2: Okay. And
1: it's like, damn, you, you guys were really going for something different, you know? It, it and so the sequel was going to be you know Hedora comes back it's in Africa it's a different setting and and it, it it was an exciting it would have been an exciting and ambitious ambitious movie for Toho to do especially since they weren't doing sequels at the time you know
0: uh-huh
1: this would have been in the middle of a showa series them suddenly adding continuity into all of these Godzilla movies and so that's interesting but then what happened was the producers like, yes, everybody get to work on Godzilla versus Hedora, too. You guys get to work on that. And oh, shit, I guess I never ended up seeing Godzilla versus Hedora. Oh, well, then I'll watch it. So he he finally actually sees the movie and he loses his shit. OK. He's like, "What the hell did you do? You ruined Godzilla! What the fuck is this shit? <laughs> these goddamn animated sequences, and you got all these hippies drinking. You got to be kidding me! This isn't a Godzilla film. You've totally ruined it. So, uh, no more, uh, Hidora after that, which sucks. Like Godzilla." Uh, uh, the sequel would have been set in Africa, which would have been a, a departure. Instead, they did Godzilla versus Guy again, which is okay. Uh, this is the only movie where Godzilla can fly. It was added in at the last second because the they felt that the final battle was too serious and too much of a downer.
0: Uh huh. Okay.
1: And like, ooh, this is really serious, and and we need to make it. More lighthearted. Shit, have Godzilla fly away. <laughs> Fucking doesn't matter. Just have him fly away. So, so here's another fun fact. This is fascinating. So, director Yoshi Bano, he—they were really excited about him in the Godzilla world, and they're like, "Yes, Yoshi Bano, uh, I- incredible new filmmaker." But then once Godzilla versus the Smug Monster came out, and once the producer got out of the hospital and saw the movie, Yoshibano was banned from ever working on a Godzilla film ever again. Really? Yes, after this strange film, Yoshibano was banned from ever working on Godzilla. But here's the kicker. Cut to, it's like the 2000s, And the producer who banned Yoshibano and had the rights to Godzilla died. Suddenly, there's a big battle over who gets the rights to Godzilla, who owns Godzilla, who owns the film rights to this creature, and sure enough, in a strange twist... The guy who was banned from ever making a Godzilla film ever again gets the film rights to Godzilla.
0: Nice. Okay. Unexpected to be sure.
1: Who is still out there and still kicking ends up with the rights to Godzilla. And the first thing he does is he announces. Uh, the next Godzilla film. It's going to be an IMAX movie. It's going to be in 3D. It's going to be set in Las Vegas, and it's called Godzilla 3D to the max. Okay. It would have featured. It would have featured Godzilla in 3D and computer-generated special effects, and he was he worked on this basically from. 2003 to 2009 like this lengthy period in time he had artwork made he he had a poster made for it there were articles about uh godzilla's uh new american adventure and imax theaters she was getting all hype for it but it never went anywhere but it would have featured him flying again Okay, so it, that would have been exciting And there might have been a a cameo from Hidora, and that would have been cute. But he he never got the funding. The movie never got off the ground. And that was really uh, upsetting to me because I had heard about Godzilla 3D to the max. And I was excited about the idea of going to see a Godzilla film on an IMAX screen, but that never went anywhere. So he was the one who said, fine, if I can't make this movie, I'll find people who will. Knock, knock, knock. Hey, Legendary Pictures, let's talk. So, the entire new series of Legendary Pictures uh, 2014's Godzilla, and then Godzilla King of the Monsters, Kong Skull Island, the upcoming Kong versus Godzilla, all of those films have as a producer Yoshi Bano, the director of Godzilla versus the Smog Monster the director of this week's odd strange film was banned from ever making a Godzilla film and now owns Godzilla. And we have him to thank for all the new Godzilla movies. I find that shit fascinating. Yes. Absolutely fascinating.
0: Yes. From, from, from all the different iterations
1: Yeah, like how interesting is that? I, you know, I'm it's it's blown
0: away. It, it's it's kind of like it's kind of like the Ed Wood movie, getting the worst screenwriters and the worst director and the worst producers to work on the Ed Wood movie.
2: Yeah,
0: you know, like out of all of the iterations of Godzilla that you can do, it's it's. In control by the guy who made basically the worst Godzilla movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. How how incredible is that?
0: That Isn't is that something? That is pretty incredible.
1: And then the budget for Ed Wood was was somewhere around 20 million dollars. Ed Wood's movies were made for like No money at all. He was just a bare-bones DIY filmmaker. And when they finally end up making a movie about Ed Wood, the budget for that movie is ten times more than all of Ed Wood's films combined. Yes. That is fascinating to me. The guy who made the worst Godzilla movie from the 1970s now owns Godzilla. Yes. How interesting is that? It really shows that you can... What a comeback story. You know? It it really is sort of like a... You will never work with Godzilla again. I'll show you! One (laughs) day I will! You just wait. Uh Uh-huh. One day, I'll own this whole studio. And then what's going to happen? I'm going to put Samuel L. Jackson in a kaiju movie. Yeah. What now? <laughs> like, oh, what, what a rags-to-riches tale that is. Yes, it is. What a riches-to-rags-to-riches to to riches story that is, I think, is what it would be.
0: And good on him, frankly.
1: Yeah,
0: you know, at least he tried. At least he put out an effort.
1: You want to know what's? You, you want something weird? This is, is unrelated to anything. Did you? You remember Dilbert? Yes. Did you know he had a line of vegan microwave burritos in the late 90s? No. Yeah, they were called Dill Burritos. Vegan microwave burritos uh, by mm, produced in 1999 by Scott Adams Food. He tried to get uh, Dill Burritos popular from 1999 until 2003 when he finally shut down production. The dill burrito came in flavors of Mexican, Indian, barbecue, and garlic and herb, and was sold through some health food stores. <laughs> Apparently, Scott Adams was like, I've got an idea for a vegetarian burrito, and it, this is going to be the next big thing, and he sunk millions of his own dollars into trying to turn this into the next big food thing. And... uh yeah he lost millions of dollars that kind of makes me happy
0: it it frankly kind of makes me happy too I, i yeah have not heard very good things of the dilbert creator
1: yes me too uh so bunny that's all i've got for this week's movie godzilla versus hedora and then in america uh, called Godzilla versus the Smog Monster which I think is a much better movie a, a much better title yes you know so uh for next week i've got something special
2: okay and,
1: uh really excited about it i put it up on our shared uh cough cough so it's there waiting for you and i'm so excited it's it's not the longest film in the world it's an hour and 12 minutes but i am in love with this film okay it is a um let me read to you what it says on imdb this bizarre uh retro comedy shot entirely on vhs and beta tape follows 12-year-old Ralph as he accidentally records home videos and his favorite late-night shows over his parents' wedding tape. It's a movie that uh, came out in a small amount of select theaters in 2019, but was uh, released uh, just a month or two ago uh, on digital. It's called VHS, and it is one of my new favorite movies. Cool. It's set in 1987. This kid gets a VHS uh, camcorder for Christmas. It features two people from Reno 911. It features the energy zombie from the TV show What We Do in the Shadows, which is really, really good. And for some reason, in the middle of this weird, bizarre movie, Susan Sarandon pops up. (laughs) So So between VHS... And the Jesus rolls. Susan Sarandon is on peak, I don't give a fuck mode.
2: Yes, she is.
1: And I love that. This movie feels like an an artistic indie attempt to make a modern day uh, Amazon Women on the Moon, or The Groove Tube, or, you know, all of those movies like that. Those, like, clip movies yeah clip show movies but then at the end it takes a turn and it becomes like a horror movie but it's it's really good and i'm absolutely in love with it and hardly anybody saw this it made oh it, it didn't even make one million dollars at the box office but i stumbled onto a copy of this and i love it and it's the best and i can't wait to talk about it next week cool Boom. So next week we're doing VHS. Yes, and ah, I couldn't be more excited because this movie is freaking. So that's next week. But now that I'm looking back at this week, ah, the highs, the lows, Bella cried a little bit. Uh really moving, moving experience. Yes. Yes, it I, was. I, I gotta say, I think this has been a pretty good episode.
0: This has been a pretty good episode. I, I feel I am a little off my game today for some reason, so I yeah. can't and give I'm, it a damn for that. That's
1: but, fine. I'm I'm I I'm just now coming out of my hungoverness, so I understand.
0: So, um, but I'm definitely going pretty good.
1: Yeah, I th- I also think that this has been a pretty good episode. So, yeah, no, I I, I concur. I concur with you, good sir with your assessment
0: so until next week i am bunny williams
1: and i am reverend steve and on behalf of bella amber um natasha eleanor maxwell everybody in the house but emerald i just gotta say thanks for listening and we will see you next week, you godless heathens. And cookie-tems. you do swaffles and cookie duds. You do 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 do
2: do 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 do